Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Freedom of Species brings animal advocacy to the airwaves. It's a radio program dedicated to raising awareness of issues concerning animals. This includes advocacy, activism, protection, conservation, and importantly, appreciation. The show is broadcast from the 3CR studios in Melbourne on 855am, and we're streamed live via the 3CR website. Recent podcasts are also available on the 3CR website. That's www.3cr.org.au and Freedom of Species podcast website. That's www.freedomofspecies.org, all one word. And all previous podcasts are available via iTunes. Well, this week, um, I'm going to take you back to last week. Last Saturday, I had the um, opportunity to head down to the Vegan Spring Festival, um, which was held at the meat market, the old meat market in North Melbourne. That's right. There was a vegan festival that took over the meat market, a meat market which was operational from 1880 until 1974. That's almost 100 years of torture, slaughter and murder of other individuals in this place. So it was once a place of great suffering, but last weekend it was transformed into a space celebrating life and valuing those who were once mercilessly slaughtered in that place. On a note of hope, I was at the Vegan Spring Festival last weekend, which is put on by Animal Liberation Victoria, and I was... Walking around, I thought I'd check the pulse of the vegan community here in Melbourne by asking some people um, some questions. So that's what I'll be sharing with you today, the answer answers from many different people from the festival and what they're feeling about the vegan movement and all of that sort of jazz. But before we get into that, I wanted to um, play a song uh, by Moby that was released earlier this year, um, and it's sort of... The song's accompanied by a very powerful music video, so if you haven't seen it, um, go and check it out. Unless you're sensitive to graphic images, it does have graphic images. And the the video shares the torment of pigs all around the world and the beautiful lives that they could have instead if they weren't being used for uh, our, our taste preferences. Um, if we just showed them the love that they deserved, they could live much happier lives. So the song is called A Simple Love by Moby and the Void Pacific Choir from the album These Systems Are Falling. And here it is. 
And that was Moby and the Void Pacific Choir, A Simple Love. And hopefully we can all get to a point where we do give all animals um, that love and kindness that they deserve and no longer exploiting and using them for our own needs. So as I was mentioning earlier, uh, last weekend I went to the Spring Vegan Festival at the Melbourne North Melbourne Meat Market, the old building that was a meat market for almost 100 years, and spoke to lots of different vegans about, um, about themselves and about veganism in general. And this is, and I'll, I'll share that with you today. So first off, let's, um, let's meet the people that we'll be hearing from. And I'm vegan, yeah. Yeah, Damien, I'm vegan also. I'm Willow, and yes, I'm vegan. I'm Brian, and I'm vegan. And I'm Kate, and I'm also vegan. Yes. So my name's Annabelle, and I am vegan. Yes, my name's Nina Link, and I certainly am vegan. I've been vegan coming up to three years. My name's Chris, and I'm vegan. My name's Oscar, and yes, I'm vegan for almost three years now. My name is Chloe, and I am vegan. Uh, yes, I'm Ross, and I've been vegan for about three years. Hi, my name's Desi, and I'm vegan. My name is Aya, and I am vegan. <laughs> I'm Zareen, and I'm vegan. Ocean, and I'm vegan. Christy, yes, vegan. Uh, Jonathan, yep, I'm vegan. Hi, I'm Steph, and yes, of course, I'm vegan. Uh, my name's Amy, and yes, I am vegan. My name's Georgie Purcell, and I am vegan. Uh, Ward Young, and yes, I'm vegan. Yeah, my name's Katie, and I'm vegan, yep. So one of the first things I wanted to um, sort of get from people is what brought them to veganism in the first place. So if we can understand these sorts of things, it might help us in how we approach others in the future and try to share veganism with them. Um, so we'll, we'll see what brought these people to veganism. Um, so initially I was a vegetarian and my justification was I didn't want my food to be the cause of someone's death. And I went to eat something one time and I read that it contained calf rennet and I googled on my phone, what is calf rennet? And that was the beginning of me going, oh, okay, right, no more cheese. And then I thought I better look more into things and then I found out what gelatin really was and all these other things and I just went, right, that's it, I'm done. And I went vegan. Uh, animals. <laughs> yeah. 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 We're both vegetarian first and then we just yeah, transitioned to vegan. Gordon Ramsay. Yeah, Gordon Ramsay. Her story's much better than mine. So. I was sitting, sitting down watching telly one night and he takes his chefs out to this beautiful little farmlet in England and puts this cow in this race. And the cow's looking at us with his big big brown eyes and he's going, this is Philip and this is, the, this is the porterhouse and this is the rump. And I went, oh, fuck. <laughs> Paused the, cam- the TV and I sat there for 20 minutes and I just went, I can't do this anymore. And then I thought, well, that's me. Why don't vegans eat cheese and and eggs and stuff? So I Googled it. So on a Wednesday, I was fully omni, eating meat and dairy and eggs, the whole lot. On a Thursday, I have been vegan ever since. That is one of the best stories I've ever... I I think you might lay claim to the only person in the world that Gordon Ramsay has sent vegan. Thank you, Gordon Ramsay. I love, hate you. (laughs) Um, So I've been... Uh, vegan and vegetarian and on and off for over 10 years now so I was vegan first and then I went back to being vegetarian because I was living in Germany and then after that I guess I started to do a bit more research and be involved a bit more in learning about that kind of stuff I sort of originally became vegan and it was just sort of a snap decision overnight and I was pretty young at the time and I wasn't very 
uh, informed at that time. And so when I actually started to think about it more and hear from other people that I was that I cared about and respected, I guess, then I sort of slowly started to cut out all of the animal products. So thanks to Kate my barriers for entry sort of lowered so I went out with her and I cooked for her and I would do research on the nutritional side and so I went vegetarian when I learned about the environmental impact and then when she went vegan I started questioning that doing a lot of research online and slowly went plant-based and then really learned about egg and dairy industries and that's when I just cut it out and, and yeah, went fully vegan. Haven't looked back since. <laughs> Best decision. Um, one of the main things was actually moving to Melbourne. Um, yeah, I was already vegetarian for like a year. And then I came to Melbourne and there was just so much about it. Every other restaurant was vegan. So yeah, it was a no-brainer for me. Um, I uh, was a member of the Animal Justice Party and then I became the manager and now I'm the candidate for the upcoming Northcote by-election. So it was basically the Animal Justice Party that really made me aware of yeah, aware of the vegan. I was um, transitioning to... I, I started eating kangaroo thinking that was a sustainable meat. Um, and then they very quickly showed me that that wasn't the case and then I transitioned to vegetarian and then went very quickly from vegetarian to vegan so that was the next transition. So I was watching YouTube videos of various um, health and fitness YouTube channels but then um, it was the time that Vegan Gains actually started to come about so viewed a few of his videos and I liked how he presented his information with evidence backing. Um, I liked his direct, like, no bullshit approach and it... It's what got me sort of interested. It was just straightforward and, yeah, I started doing my own research into it and, yeah, it was the most logical thing to do at the time. Um, vegetarian for life. Grateful to my parents for that. Um, but And it was just something that I always thought was too hard or not that effective or just on the fringes, you know, of society. Um, and then I just started thinking about it. Like, I think just had a couple of conversations with people um, and then started looking up some information and then I watched Cowspiracy and that was it from then, you know. As an environmentalist, you can't not be vegan. There's, you know, you just come to that conclusion one way or another. I was at uni and I did this exercise online for like a sustainability course where you had to put in all the details about your life and it tells you your carbon footprint. And yeah, if you reduce all the animal products, it brought it down and I was like, what? Like, how does that even... I didn't understand how that was a thing and that's the first thing that sparked me into veganism, the environment. Um, what brought me to veganism? I was vegetarian for a long time, since I was a little kid. Um, as soon as I found out where meat came from, when my parents were very honest with me and said it came from animals. Um, and then when I was in my first year of uni, I found out about the cruelty in the dairy industry and the egg industries and then it just made sense to me to just go vegan and I did. Um, my partner was vegan and I'd already been vegetarian basically so I sort of moved on that way but also the ethical concerns and um, like th well three, environmental, ethical and, and health and more and more it's been the ethical concerns for animals which is sort of come to the forefront so yeah. Um, actually I was vegetarian for 10 years and um, I was very big into doing challenges like, you know, marathon challenges and weightlifting challenges and things like that. So, you know, I was looking for the next challenge and basically veganism was one of them. And um, so I did it for a month. And um, whilst I was um, vegan for a month, I was uh, looking up lots of uh, books and information and documentaries um, to educate myself about veganism. 
And uh, when the month was over, I felt so cleansed and so unblocked. I just felt so different from even when I was a vegetarian for 10 years. And, um, and to be honest, I did have a bit of cheese and, and yogurt afterwards, and I could feel it immediately. I could feel that I was really congested. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to embrace it. And from all the information that I know, why not? Like, I mean, it's just, it's a no-brainer. And um, I think when you make the connection, like a life is a life, nothing matters. I was, I was actually that vegetarian that used to, used to say, veganism is way too extreme. Um, and I could never go without eggs. I, was, I could never go without cheese. I was a big cheese fiend. And like I said, once you just make that connection, a life is a life, nothing else matters. Um, I watched Earthlings when I was about 18 and I'd been vegetarian my whole life because of my mom here. I guess when I watched it, I realized there's so much more than just not eating meat that goes into being vegan. And then I kind of made everyone else vegan. <laughs> yeah, so, um, well, Aya was the first one to become vegan. So then I would cook two different things and then I realized that it's just silly, you know, let's just all become vegan. And yeah, so then the rest followed because I just then from then on just cook vegan and so everyone had to kind of become vegan in the house yeah very similar story for me i was the longest vegetarian i still had cheese and a bit of milk i think because i like pizza and of course i realized that i didn't have to make animals suffer for me to actually enjoy and have something that's nice in life uh i watched earthlings and then i watched a delicate balance <laughs> Uh, I watched Cowspiracy and then just Christy. (laughs) Um, Well, I'm a long-term vegetarian and um, I just started looking into it and made the connections and, yeah, that's why I'm vegan. Ooh, I think just like an interest in health and that kind of thing and then I started to discover more about it when I started to associate more with that crowd of people. Um, A few years ago, I... um, in fact, over 10 years ago now, um, I saw a video on the CD of a band that I was getting into and they uh, put the CD in the computer to listen to the music and a video comes up that uh, showed inside slaughterhouses and um, factory farms and things like that. And uh, I'd never seen that before. Um, I was 16 at the time and I worked at McDonald's like most young kids do. And um, yeah, I was rightly horrified by what I saw and then went vegetarian initially and then um, after I learnt more about eggs and dairy then I went vegan. Uh, interest in social justice and I guess just expanding knowledge about that being against racism and sexism um, and queer issues and uh, yeah starting to think about about animals working in like a deli where I had to stuff like roasted chickens and kind of like working around a lot of meat it was kind of makes you think about it a bit more. You're listening to Freedom of Species, 855am. And you've just been hearing about why people have gone vegan. Uh, Last weekend, I was at the Spring Vegan Festival at the old North Melbourne meat markets. And now, so a few things come out of that, those conversations. There's there's many reasons why people um, are brought to veganism. And it seems that some themes for me were um, environmental issues, health Ethics was a clear, clearly a strong one. Relationships. Lots of people spoke about others that they had good relationships with, um, speaking with them, respecting them, and that helping the, their move to veganism. 
And um, Gordon Ramsay, a surprise um, wild card entry for <laughs> what brings people to veganism. Gordon Ramsay, I don't think that's going to be repeated very often, but a, um, a good one from, well, one good thing that Gordon Ramsay's done at least. There we go. Um, so now we're going to hear what keeps people vegan. So while there's lots of things that bring people to veganism, why do they stay vegan? The animals that I'm looking at in these photos right now, um, I do wildlife rescue, I have rescued animals at home. They mean everything to me. I just look at them and I see family. I see my equal. Myself, I um, like attend vigils, like animals, um, and sort of help out with the res- rescue as well. And just because we love animals, we don't want to see them being exploited. So, yeah, it's just, we can't think of any other way to live. Um, everything for the health benefits, the planet, the animals, everything about it. I love it. Um, knowing that I'm doing the right thing for the animals. It's my, for my health, the environment, and for the animals as well. So for everyone, of course, and future generations. Um, so at first it was for health reasons, but as I learned more about the industry and like the atrocities that the animals face, it became more of an ethical stance, and what keeps me vegan is not causing harm to animals. The trends these days that people go vegan for health or for the environment but to me that doesn't seem like a sustainable perspective if you're putting your own needs over the others whereas I think that if you're looking at it from the victim's point of view you'll always remain true to the cause. Um, that's, that's actually really interesting because when I went vegan it was for the environment um, to reduce emissions and stuff like that and I was kind of like oh I could have a cheat day one day or something because um, you know, emissions can be balanced. Um, uh, but then being in ve- vegan communities and hearing about all the animal abuse and, and finding about that side of things that I didn't really know before, that was like, whoa, I could never, never go back. You know, every, every little thing has an impact. What keeps me vegan? Um, just knowing what happens to animals, um, I guess it's what keeps me vegan, but I don't think that it's hard to stay vegan, so it's really not a struggle at all. Um, in the beginning maybe for the first couple of weeks and it just feels like normal now like nothing's a struggle no matter where you are Um, and I guess what motivates me to be passionate about it is um, all of our rescue animals that we now have so Um, animal products just disgust me like I think I think I used to work at Edgar's Mission as well and that's, I don't know, the interaction with animals and I just look at animals like my dog or a lamb or any animal and I'm like, I couldn't eat that animal and I wouldn't want to use that animal for my own benefit even if it wasn't eating the animal itself. Just, yeah, it just grosses me out as the main thing. Um, I think when I became vegan at first it was really just about food and then I started to get more involved with the community and do some more activism and more environmental work and doing like direct actions and seeing the direct impact it has on animals and how much we as humans have really kind of destroyed their habitat and are really kind of implementing just absolute suffering on them and seeing that just reiterates there's no way you can kind of go back from that. I just think it's a really good combatant to these uh, really big environmental issues that no one is really addressing in high positions of uh political power uh, well I can't forget it's not food anymore I didn't realise that it wasn't and then I did and then yeah uh, just care about the animals and the environment I think it's pretty bad what they're doing to the animals oh the way it makes me feel definitely and uh, I think it 
from my history of like health problems, it really helps me in terms of taking care of myself more and it makes me feel better about myself because I know that I'm living my life in a way that agrees with my morals through my actions. Um, I guess thinking about what the animals go through. Um, you know, like um, if you think that animals are, you know, very sentient and, um, you know, can feel pain and suffer just as much as we can, um, they just can't, you know, speak up for themselves because uh, we don't understand what they, uh, you know, how they communicate. And um, so I guess just thinking about what they go through and thinking how easy it is to be vegan uh, makes it a pretty foregone conclusion that, you know, you can end a whole world of suffering um, just by, you know, substituting a few meals here and there about what you eat. Um, I think, like, when I was, I was vegetarian for a year before that and I wasn't really totally comfortable, I didn't feel like it really... I was like, well, what about dairy? And I wasn't totally comfortable with that. I think being vegan, you kind of, like, you know, like, every day you're doing the right thing for animals. And, I mean... Like it just gets easier and easier to be vegan with more and more options. Like I've been vegan nearly ten years now, and I just like things have changed so much just in the last ten years. Not that it was really difficult when I went vegan, but it's even easier now. Uh, you've been listening to the voices of vegans from Melbourne who attended the Spring Vegan Festival at the Old North Melbourne Meat Market uh, last weekend, and a strong. We've just been hearing why people stay vegan. So there's a lot of reasons about why people go vegan, environment, health, ethics, relationships, but why people stay vegan, I think it was really clear there that it's the animals, that each one of these people has made a connection and a recognition of the value of other animals and that those shouldn't be, those other individuals should not be used or abused or killed just because we want to, just because we think we can and we, we have the power over them. Um, so it was really encouraging to me to hear so many people um, talking about how important the animals are for them and for maintaining or for being vegan. Not that I, I must say, I, it's once, you, once, you're, once you're vegan, you're, you're in it about a couple of weeks and it's no different to... Um, to breathing. <laughs> it's very simple. Those first few weeks can be a, a bit difficult for some people, but if you've got a good um, support network, then it's not, not too hard at all. So if you are someone that's considering going vegan, find some people that, that can help you out. There's plenty of people around that would be more than willing to help you through, um, through that to becoming vegan and, and staying vegan for the animals. So the next question I sort of I wanted to get was um, we've heard about why people go vegan, why they stay vegan. What I wanted to know next was um, what inspires people about the vegan movement. That it's growing. We're not seen as oddballs anymore and weirdos and stuff like that. It's like people, I think, are waking up to the cruelty. I think, you know, the rise of social media, the world is a smaller place now. I think people are much more aware. Um, I think, you know, people inherently are good and don't want to be party to that cruelty. And I think, you know, as they're gradually having their eyes open to it, I think more and more people are embracing the idea of veganism. Just that their goal is to end animal exploitation, I suppose. And it's growing too, so I guess um, you feel like you're not alone. It just seems that it's self-evidently the right way. And it's the right way to live, yeah. We don't, we don't need animals. They should be with us, not for us. 
as I say. Oh, compassion and how you touch all aspects of the world's issues, like right through from animal slavery and, and abuse through to the environment. I can't claim to be a tree-loving hippie and continue to support the industry that is the worst for the planet. Um, and then to know that you've got the offshoots of the health benefits and and knowing how animal industry affects starving countries and the like, just to know that the easiest thing to do, which is change what you put in your mouth, you know, I, I don't have to go out and be an activist. I don't have to go and donate money. I don't have to do anything other than change what I put on my plate. And how easy is that to have this far-reaching effect on all those levels? Yeah, just integrity, being honest to ourselves, because we all know that that's what he's... I used to work on a farm. I knew that that's what the bobby cows at the gate were all about. But I'd just go close my eyes and go, la, 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 this is not happening, this is not happening. Or it's happening away somewhere else. So integrity, feeling of self-worth, just knowing it's the right damn thing to do. How much it's growing in the last two years, really. Um, that's amazing how much hope there is, how much impact it has, and... Um, the amazing people that I've met in the in the vegan movement and from so many different walks of life. Yeah, that, that's probably the biggest thing for me. Probably just how much it's growing and how many more businesses. I mean, just from 10 years ago, there was so few options. And I remember when I was living in Germany at that time, there was it was very difficult to be even vegetarian and there were so many barriers towards, veg, towards vegetarianism. Um, and now Germany is one of the biggest vegan countries and Berlin is amazing for vegan food. Um, just everything that it does for the planet. like And so you're really making a mark on the planet and the atmosphere and everything by being vegan, helping the animals. Um... Seeing that it's coming from a minority group going to not being a minority group, I think is very inspiring. People are starting to wake up and see that, you know, animals matter. But, yeah, so much inspires me about the vegan community. It's just um, lovely to be, like even I was saying today, just to a friend who's just become actually vegan and I was saying it's so fabulous to be here amongst, you know, like-minded people when we're not a minority, you know, we're the majority, so which is, you know, fabulous. So. What inspires me most about the vegan movement? Um, in Melbourne at the moment, um, I think it's pretty exciting that there's so many groups popping up. Um, if you're into activism, sometimes now you have to pick and choose what you're going to go to. I think it's a really good thing that there's now even animal rights activism clashes on the calendar. Um, yeah, so that's what excites me, I guess, the most. And also all the awesome vegan food that's popping up around Melbourne and even in country Victoria, which is where I live now. So, <laughs> Just everybody within it, like, especially the activist community, everybody's so strong and so passionate about it and it just... Their energy sort of... You, you absorb the energy that um, the other people... Uh, that they give out, I think that's very important and just having the group of people fighting with you for the same cause. Um, I think it's just that it's something really simple that you do every day that has such a massive impact, you know? It's not hard, it's not time-consuming, it's just the way you live your life has a really benef good benefit to the world, you know, and that's, that's pretty powerful. That it's a very small percentage of the population and we keep going and we don't care. They really push forward in a society that's majority meat-eating. Um, passion, I guess. <laughs> and that it's, it's just becoming more widespread, more people are uh, getting on board, understanding the effects that we have outside of ourselves. Uh, yeah, just the, the life of compassion. Um, and I'm a bit of a big greenie, so... Um, 
of course it has uh, benefits um, to keeping this world, you know, a little bit greener. And, um, you know, I feel, I feel good basically just doing my part in this world. Selflessness, just doing something for others, not yourself. So that people care, like empathy. Yeah. Um, I think just that it's a whole community, that everyone's in it together and everyone wants the same things. Um, and, yeah, it's just such a great community to be part of. Just meeting new people from it because it can feel really overwhelming when you're sitting by yourself at home and you're thinking like nobody else is vegan and all the animals are dying. But then like and that's like really sad. That's actually not a funny thing. But like then when you go out and you you know you, you do activism, you meet people, you come to festivals, like you feel better because you're surrounded by people who are part of your tribe and you know you feel like you can make a difference with them. Um, I'm probably inspired most about seeing how far it's come. Gone are the days of drinking bad soy milk and eating bland chocolates when you can very comfortably put on as many kilos as you like eating all the vegan junk food in the world as I do every day. Uh, hence my two vegan eggy rolls here and two pizzas waiting for me after this interview. Um, so, I mean, it's really gone in leaps and bounds and seeing, you know, how popular it's become in the mainstream. You know, people are taking it up and um, even just embracing smaller changes, you know, in their lives, like meat-free Mondays, as a path to then, you know, becoming aware about veganism and and making it that bit easier for them. So yeah, I'm really inspired for the future, and hopefully to uh, one day see that you know animals are no longer treated as objects for, for exploitation. I think it's the compassion that people will show to to other animals how much they care about other animals. It's funny because you see some people and they like. They don't really care about humans that much or they get a bit pissed off with, like, humans, but they care so much about animals and that's kind of... They're so vulnerable that I find that amazing. You're listening to Freedom of Species on 3CR 855 AM. And we were just hearing from vegans at the Spring Vegan Festival last weekend and what inspires them about the vegan movement. And I think the um, takeaways there were growth, the, the, the activism that there's plenty of activism going on, that the people who are active for animals are passionate and that such a simple change in someone's life can have such a wide-ranging impact from environmental, personal health, impacts on individuals that are being exploited, oppressed, abused, killed, and also many other many other impacts. Um, and what what inspired me after speaking to all those people were that each one of those people, it was a really diverse crowd that I spoke to, um, and each one of them was an advocate in their own right. They would speak about how they were advocating for animals, um, for veganism, with family, with friends, um, in their workplaces, or out on the streets, you know? And that's really that's really inspiring to me, that lots and lots of vegans and are our activists and our advocates in their own right. So the next the next one or the next two couple of questions are a, a big curly issues. So the um next question I wanted to sort of hear more about was what people thought the largest or the biggest challenge facing animals was right now and how we as a movement can address these challenges. So let's hear what people have have got to say. That's a really good question. The biggest challenge facing animals. I mean, definitely I think our focus 
to try to help them is in, in agriculture, of course. And I think the problem is it's so entrenched. Even though the information is ubiquitous and, and at our fingertips, people ignore it. Uh, I think it's apathy, I would apathy. say. Apathy is probably See, the biggest. I, I agree with that to an extent, but I also think, looking even on my experience, I actively avoided it for a little while. So I think people sort of Active know... apathy. Yeah, know, know in the back of their mind, but we need to sort of encourage that. And I think festivals like today, where it's really fun and we're sort of making it really um, approachable, lowering the barrier of entry, making it look really positive and, you know, seeing all the amazing delicious food. Yeah. I think, yeah, that's, that's sort of the way forward. Well, I mean, animal agriculture, <coughs> excuse me, I guess is the biggest, you know, one of the things I think is the biggest challenge for animals. Um, billions of animals are slaughtered for, you know, animal agriculture. Um, but I also think it's a fabulous thing that so many people, you know, are waking up. I mean, vegan movement is becoming one of the biggest movement in the world. But I'd have to say, yeah, I mean, animal agriculture really is, you know, one of the biggest problems facing the world, I guess. I think it would definitely be factory farming. Um, Everyone pretty much knows that it's bad. It still is where the majority of of meat and dairy products come from um, in Australia and America and across the world. So, I don't know, it's hard to address it. I guess just making people go vegan or getting getting that information out there is is what does it. Cowspiracy and what the health really got the word out bigger than anything else, I think. So that kind of thing is probably the most effective. The general uh, community don't know the cruelty effect that they're having on animals. That's the, um, the biggest issue facing them, that there's a disconnect between our lives, what's going on in our plate or in shops, and what is going on to get them to those. And I think the more that we can um, illuminate the rest of the community about the links, then the more informed we can make them, and that's the better it's going to be for animals overall, I think. The biggest um, thing that they're facing right now is just uh, being a slave to consumerism. Um, you know, the fact that they don't have a voice and the fact that just we as human beings, we're so destructive, we just want, 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 and we want to multiply things and get things quicker. Um, so they've basically just got a fate of death from the moment that they are born. How can we address this? By spreading the message on social media, uh, word of mouth, um, and in a non-aggressive way as well. When I first became vegan and I told people that I was vegan, I used to get that look. And I'm like, you know, I'm not one of those aggressive types. Um, In fact, I just say that I'm vegan and that's it. And when they have questions for me, I'll just tell them how it is and, and, and what made me go vegan and the benefits of being vegan and... It's just out of their curiosity, actually. Um, So basically how we can change it is just to spread it. Yeah. (laughs) The biggest challenge is not dying by human. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know what we can do. Just keep trying to do what we're doing in all the different directions that everyone's going in the vegan community. There's no way to do it. Just so many things need to be done. Um, Humans. (laughs) Human slavery. Like just for their own personal gain, and to do I, I don't know yeah just keep doing what we're doing. Biggest challenge mm. that they're dying unnecessarily. 
Um, I think, yeah, that there's so much going on that so many people just aren't aware and to haven't made that connection yet and just don't know. Um, so I think that's probably the biggest challenge is all the um, people that just aren't aware yet that just don't know or don't care. So I think that's, as vegans, we need to work on all the our non-vegans out there to get them to then make the connection to save all our furry friends. I think it's just uh, an ignorance and an inability to um, break that cycle of what people are taught. And I think um, as we continue to spread the vegan love, um, it will become more natural for it to be educated that we, you know, we love animals, we don't eat animals, and that will become hopefully more of a normal thing over time. That's a tough one. Um, The biggest challenge I think facing animals right now would be, I guess, as veganism grows, um, so does the resistance against it. Um, And I guess talking here in Australia at that level is things like our gag laws and actually collecting the evidence and and all that to show people why they should go vegan is becoming increasingly more of a challenge. Um, And the real big pushback from all the industries that do abuse animals to stop vegans from being successful and achieving our our goals, I think. But... um, by the same token, I don't think that that's going to have any impact on us. We only seem to be getting stronger and stronger. So. Um, yeah, look, I think probably the biggest challenge facing animals is um, apathy, really. You know, if people let their guard down and don't keep advocating for animals, then uh, we're certainly not going to get them out of the cages or out of the factory farms or the slaughterhouses. So I guess um, I just encourage everyone to, you know, keep advocating, keep speaking up for animals every time you can. Um, try and lead by example and show the world that, you know, it's it's pretty easy to be kind. I think it's the cognitive dissonance people have when people say they love animals, don't want to harm animals, and they continue to eat them and exploit them. And I think just making that connection with, like, sanctuaries and, like, other kind of experiences where people can connect with those farmed animals that they have that disconnection from, I think the more that we do that, the, the more that people can see that, that it is no different to their, their cat or their dog. Celebrate International Day of People with Disability at the Victorian Disability Sport and Recreation Festival. Featuring over 30 exhibitors and three activity zones, come and try different modified sports and watch a disabled water skiing demonstration. This is a free, accessible, family-friendly event. Friday the 1st of December from 10am to 3pm at Crown Riverwalk. For more information, visit dsr.org.au. And you're listening to Freedom of Species on 3CR 855 AM. And today we've been hearing from people who attended the Spring Vegan Festival last week um, in Melbourne and what their thoughts on um, the challenges facing animals and how we can address these were. Uh, Finally... The last sort of question that I that I asked and was interested to hear about was, as as a vegan, it can be really overwhelming and um, to think about what animals are going through and the plight of animals uh, all over the world. This year, there will be sixty billion animals, and that's a number that we cannot comprehend really. Um, that will be killed for our uses. Um, and that's not including, that's terrestrial animals, that's not including fish. If we include fish, it's in the trillions. Um, and to think that that scale of oppression is occurring and 
96% of people around the world are complicit in that oppression is really, really, you can struggle with it. Um, So I wanted to know um, where people find hope. In the people around me who are vegan and in the people who I talk to who, um, you know, respond positively to what I say. And so, you know, I just, you know, I take hope from the people around me who are just everyday people who are just living it and just, you know, gently sharing that life experience with people. Things like um, sanctuaries and, and people that are, you know, doing things and looking looking after... People that, so the general public can see the animals for themselves up close and then just see that they're individuals, they're not just here for our use. I find hope with every person that says, I've now gone vegan. I, I find hope with every restaurant that opens. I find hope when you see supermarkets having an aisle. I look for hope. I go like la 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 down the meat aisle, but then I go, yay, there's a vegan section. So I find hope in this, and I've only been vegan two and a half years, and just the change now in two and a half years has been phenomenal. And I feel like we're on a freight train, and if we keep looking sad and down at everything that's wrong, we're not going to get go from there to where everything's right. So we've got to just keep looking and going, yep, keep on fighting the good fight. And, and it is and it is a good fight, and, and, and we are winning, you know. Yeah, you're going to get jerks that troll vegan Facebook pages and the like, but more and more options are popping up. We're in a snowballing um, environment at the moment, and the reality is is every person these days has got a video camera in their pocket. So the, the footage that 50 years ago wasn't seen is now being seen, and with the power We're of social media... Because we see it as well. Yeah. The, the power of social media means that, that those images are now going viral, and somebody like myself who was purely ignorant, um, three minutes worth of YouTube video was enough to change me, you know, because I was I just merely needed educating. And, yeah, with the, the ability to take footage and photographs wherever, whenever, to put that up on the internet and for it to go viral, I really believe it really is just an educational process. And the more we can get that out, and, yeah, you know, of course that's distressing for vegans, but I needed to see it, you know. I needed to be educated, and, and I, I believe that every person who sees that, it's got to touch them on somewhere. 2017, even compared to 2016, big changes. Next year, you watch out. You're someone that just needed education. A three-minute video changed your life. That, for me, is hopeful because it means there are a huge number of people out there in the world that are ready and just need the education. Sure, there's people that are just they're entrenched and they're not open to thinking about it, but your story, that is hopeful. Melanie Joy for me, Dr. Melanie Joy. She was amazing, uh, personally for me and I've linked a few of her speeches to friends who've um, you know been having a t- tough time about it as well and it's, it's helped them at least as a starting point um, I think community yeah. is huge really finding like-minded people is really important but uh, remaining positive and optimistic and having hope yeah I mean I think you can get really bogged down very easily and I'd say probably community and support is the biggest thing and not um, not feeling like you alone have to change everything I think but sort of we're all in this together I guess and one of the biggest things I've realized is to be selfless for the animals we really have to be somewhat selfish because if we don't look after ourselves we can't help them if we you know think about how horrible it is and and we get depressed and we, we stop functioning then what are we doing to help them so we really have to serve ourselves, and some people might find that really hard to hear, but I definitely say look after yourself. It's like um, 
on an airplane, right, they say put your air mask on before your child. I, I completely agree with that as a philosophy. Uh, just in the big vegan community, like everyone is so positive and it's neg- never negative and everyone joins together. And yeah, it's when you see these programs and you watch them with other people and share them with other people, then you just feel like you're doing some good and everyone's doing it together. Um, where do I find hope? I find hope for my, in myself, um, doing meditations and things like that to keep myself grounded. I find hope from things like coming to festivals such as this and being with like-minded people. Um, I'd like to see a, more of a support group set up for um, animal activists, which I don't think is, I think it's lacking in our community as well. And I've spoken to people about this. I thought about doing it myself, but I think I've got enough things on my plate at the moment. But, you know, who knows? Coming up, you never know. But, um, yeah, I'd like to see a bit more support groups. But I think other fellow vegans vegans as well getting support from them um and especially events like this which is fabulous so yeah well it's just it's just with a group of people you're around like being part of activism and other activist groups you just see the passion that other people have for the movement and it just motivates you to keep going because the passion resonates with you and then you just keep going uh, i think i find hope with my partner and my friends who are, who are vegan and my family who are vegetarian or vegan and just that the community is growing all the time and within it there's so much support, um, especially with, with people you know, maybe not so much online, but with people that you really know who are vegan, there's so much support and just, you know, going out to vegan restaurants together and stuff like that, you really find hope in what you're doing is a good thing and you're doing it with other people and kind of sharing that. Um, I try to spend time with vegans. Like, not to say I diss my omni friends, but, um, yeah, I tried. I make an effort to, to hang out with vegan friends or to make more vegan friends or just people that understand that point of view or a lot of my friends are really um, open to the idea and really supportive of it, at least, rather than just being like, oh, I don't care, I love bacon. Um, yeah, so trying to hang out with people like that. And that's sort of like with any social justice movement, like with the Yes movement, I've tried to hang out with more queer, queer people and... And, yeah, yeah, hang out with like-minded people. Um, in the people that are actually activists, um, like in, in places like Edgar's Mission, who give up their time to rescue animals, to look after them. So, yeah, that's, that's where I find it, yeah. Um, I think it's just from the community, because when I look outwards and the people that I know who aren't vegan, as amazing as they might be in other elements of their life, you can be really disheartened when they make comments that maybe are not not necessarily ignorant but they just they don't get it they've never seen it they don't want to be exposed to it so I guess it is ignorant but when I look to the people within this community and see what they're doing and how outspoken they are and all of the actions that they take you're like wow okay I've got some really amazing people and you're not alone in it there's so many people who are enlightened to the suffering of animals and what we're doing to the environment yeah I've got to say um, being part of the activism um, groups is, is pretty amazing and it does give me hope because you know veganism is, is getting stronger so I'm just hoping that it'll go faster <laughs> yeah. I just think that the growing population of vegans in the youth will um, greatly change how our society will work and actually realise that in order to save our world we'll need to do something different from what we're already doing I guess in pockets of wildlife that still exists naturally, you know, it doesn't have to be like that, and you can be free. Places like this, like seeing people who care and doing something about it, and seeing like pictures of rescued animals and stuff. Where do I find hope? I think I find it in the 
in the community as a whole and through my friends and through um, the young generation as well. So working with you know children and seeing them make the connections and I think that is our little ray of hope. I think from the people around me and just knowing like when I'm like at things like this and when when I can live a vegan lifestyle myself and I feel great I know that you know that I myself if I can motivate one person from giving telling them my experience then you know maybe there's hope. I find hope um, like I said before in my rescued animals um, I think that's not an option for you I strongly suggest going somewhere where you can see an animal um, see the life that we believe that they should all have um, and to remind yourself why you're doing what you're doing and um, let that sort of be your place where you find hope and also in um, good vegan food. <laughs> um, I guess, yeah, like it's, it's like anything in the world if you, um, you know, get too demoralised about, you know, the realities of, of what's occurring, um, then, you know, we'd, we'd be in a pretty, um, pretty demoralised state. And that's understandable when you find out what happens to animals, but I think the key is to try and turn that um, that passion into advocacy, um, you know, and, and you know, be comfortable in yourself that you're speaking up for animals, you're leading by example, you're creating a positive influence and you know, a positive image of what what it is to be a vegan or an animal advocate, um, and then you know, just naturally, I think the the world will start to change. You know, information is power as we learn more and more about what's happening in the world um you know we we're more adapt to changing our lifestyles in this day and age and so i think it's only a matter of time you know that um the animal using industries will become redundant um and yeah then animals will have a very bright future i think yeah i'll, I'll watch like youtube videos where there's animals that have been rescued and they're so happy like there's videos where like little piglets and running around and they're just so joyous so I think watching those kind of happy videos and ones about rescued dogs and farmed animals that, that makes me always feel better and be like there are people out there who really care about this and you're listening to Freedom of Species uh, 3CR 855 AM and I I got hope from speaking to the people at the um, Spring Vegan Festival last weekend and the eloquence and the passion that each person that I spoke to had. Um, and just to wrap up, I am going to run through some community announcements for the coming weeks. Uh, first up, it's that time of year again where we are celebrating the abuse of horses, running around fields and spending lots of money to watch that atrocity. Um, and there is Fashions on the field, which is uh, oh, maybe people might have it used to be called Nup to the Cup, I think, and that's being held. It's a Melbourne Cup picnic and protest being held on Tuesday, seventh of November, so this coming Tuesday, from ten a.m. to five p.m. And that's at the Newmarket Reserve at the corner of Smithfield and Epsom Roads in Melbourne. And it's just up the main road from the um, main entrance of Flemington Racecourse. The details are on Facebook if you go Fashions on the Field or if you look up um, Horse Racing Kills. They're the, um, the group organising that. Uh, next weekend is World Vegan Day Melbourne um, 2017. It's the big uh, annual event where... Thousands and thousands and thousands of people get along to World Vegan Day. There's a lot of great stalls and great events happening on the day, um, music, fashion, lots and lots of great things, and it's well worth getting along to. And you can get there 
It's, it's at the Flemington Showgrounds. Just uh, type in World Vegan Day in Melbourne in Google and you'll find all the details. Um, and then there's also, this one's um, coming up in a little while. Uh, I'm just giving you all plenty of notice. It's about a month away, but it's called Their Pain is Our Pain, five-day fast and four-night justice camp, which is being held out the front of a slaughterhouse here in Melbourne. And it's a, a, a it's Victoria's biggest pig slaughterhouse, which um, abuses and kills up to 2,500 pigs every single day. And it's happening on the 4th to the 9th of December. And we need as many people as that can come along as possible. It'd be great to see you there. Um, and finally, Sustainable Living Festival is happening again in February. It's the 19th year um, and it's well worth getting along. But the application's closed by the end of this year. Let's get lots of vegans down there speaking about veganism and all the things um, to do with saving animals. So I really encourage anyone who has something to say to put in a, an application to the Sustainable Living Festival. I am absolutely sure they will welcome many, many vegans um, speaking and presenting there. If you've got a workshop, a speech, whatever, just put it in um, and you can do that at www.slf apply.org or just look up Sustainable Living Festival Melbourne and you can do that then and so um, thanks again for listening and stay tuned for Encyclodelia all the best CR Spoken Word a taste of Melbourne's diverse poetry scene Poets using their voices to entertain, to move, to take you on a journey. Rhyming and free verse, bushies and urban, limericks and haiku, raps and freestyle, rants and reflections. 3CR Spoken Word, every Thursday morning, 9 to 9.30, 8.55am on the dial and web streamed on www.3cr.org.au. We are from Catania, Sicily. Support 3CR Community Radio, 855am, streaming live at 3cr.org.au. We are happy to discover this radio because in Sicily this radio does not exist. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.